We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alerts for March 27, 2023. The next report, and now we're going to be looking at with some documentation, but more on the solution side in part three. It kind of just worked out that way. And this is another thing that um, relates to the subject. Are the spike proteins that the COVID vaxxed are shedding turning white sheets yellow? And we're going to see what the massage therapists say that are using white sheets and also one of the massage therapists said her mom is in the uh i think she rents houses or maybe rentals and what they're seeing on their white sheets after their covid vaxxed tenants and um clients leave so we're gonna let them talk here have you as a massage therapist noticed now, this is heather gessling md asking two massage therapists named Heather and Shelby this question. So she said, are you as massage therapists? And I'll let her say. Do you use white sheets? <gasps> oh yeah, our, our sheets are white and they're disgusting. Oh, Dr. Gessling, Within a day. this is what my mom talks about in the vacation rental they've industry. Turned, they've turned completely tan and yep. uh, no one knows why. I mean, yep. I know why, but um, I am now, now. I don't know if they're completely tan after they're getting off them or whether they've just been like turned tan from over i don't know if they're maybe not bleaching them or whether they're just a permanent tan color now from the spike proteins turning the sheets yellow and tan uh, but we know that on a per patient per patient per client basis they're affecting these sheets really bad looking at just purchasing tan sheets because the white ones within one wash they're disgusting yeah. Wow. yeah that's what's happening i talked well, to another I, massage I mean, therapist and she said that her sheets are turning tan and brown mm -hmm. with the vaccinated okay yeah. so this is now she's talking to her massage therapist these are two that are telling you this the one her mom is in the rental uh so they're renting out houses so they'd have sheets on the beds so this is not normal this is gigantic red flag here they're they're emitting and this is why it's so dangerous to be around the vax and it's so dangerous to have them in your house even because how it could be actually affecting you. it's why it's so good to have you know a really good air purification system like the triad air um running especially uh, i mean chemtrails but if you have any vax people come into your house if you have company you want to make sure that you're but the problem is 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 even on the sheets it would be better to have like a rubber not a rubber but one of those backings where it would prevent like um liquids like for somebody wet the bed that type of under sheet fitted under sheet so it can't get to the mattress part because once it's in the mattress i don't know what you're gonna do and and really literally making sure that you're laundering these sheets um at you know hot water with probably some a little bit of food grade hydrogen peroxide something to kill germs and, and a really good and i don't mean i mean a, a good natural laundry detergent um uh, there's plenty out there that you could use uh to get these spike when double rinse cycle to get all these out of the sheets once they're gone and be running that air purification on high levels especially before during and after they're going to come over. I can show you. I should take oh, pictures. Guys. I have, we just purchased brand new sheets last week. 
And I then, need to write yeah. an article about this. I got an article. Yeah. Well, and so yeah. Unjected Grandma talks about this. That's my mom, Dr. Gessling. Uh, she t- uh, does vacation rentals. She mm-hmm. helps take care of them. And yeah, the same issue, white sheets are all now have this film Yes. Yellowed. What is? Do we know what the film? Like, do we know? Is what that the it spike? Is? You think? I think it's probably the spike. I mean, it'd be interesting to actually put a, put it under a microscope and, and try to, you know, somebody that knows what they're doing, or you know, to even put a sample in a liquid medium and then take a drop of the sample and put it on like a live, to kind of like do a live blood cell analysis, even though it's not live blood, but do some type of real-time live thing to see if there was living and this is obviously before you'd wash them this the the spike shed actually Mm. actually shedding i mean it's like if it's in your sweat if it's coming out of your pores i don't know i don't know it'd be interesting to send off to like a lab somewhere and get it like analyzed totally mike adams like we need to get with mike adams have his lab get on it does not matter how much bleach yeah yeah that would be great oh so they are using bleach and it's still not coming out i mean that's unbelievable i've had several several people I mean, since the since the kill shots, I've read them on air on how they've been affected when, especially if company comes over, um, and stays in the house. It's a different dynamic when they're under the same roof as you, and just being around the the vaxxed. I've I've read whole testimonies. I've had whole parts where we've talked about this, how the vaxxed are affecting the unvaxxed. And I mean the COVID. So yeah, it's a gigantic problem. And there you just heard multiple confirmations that this was actually going on. Um, okay, so now let's keep going here and see how longer we have to go here. Okay, how to unfold the spike protein of the COVID-19 and the vax, making it go away. A peer-reviewed medical study shows two common over-the-counter supplements combined to destroy the spike protein of the SARS-CoV-2. This article reprints the peer-reviewed study and tells you what supplements they used that wiped out the spike protein. Maybe people who took the vaccines can use this to wipe out the spike proteins inside themselves that they're that are making many of them sick and killing many others. We you know we don't know. I mean, it's, the problem is is there's a whole payload of things they injected into you, and uh, I, I don't think this would be enough to counter all of it. This peer-reviewed pay. I've got a whole protocol for people that took it, and you know, the ones that have done what I said are doing way better than the average vaxxed person. I will say that, but I would never tell anybody to get the vax and rely on my protocol for this, ever. I couldn't talk them out of it. (laughs) So I'm like, they're like, will you still help us? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll help you, but I, you know, really don't want you to do this, you know, but they did. This peer-reviewed paper was published in March of 2021, but no one in the media bothered telling this to public. I was. I was telling people um, about at least one of these that they're going to mention here. Uh, The only thing the media, obviously I'm not mainstream media though, but the only thing the media did was push the vax. Now a lot of people are dead, dying, or very sick from the vax. Below is the study which showed the two over-the-counter food supplements, bromelain, not bromine, which is a harmful halogen, not bromine, okay, which is in the same classification as chlorine and fluoride, 
which are harmful halogens they put into the water and food supply in order to attack our thyroid and cause cancer and slow down our metabolism and, and compete with iodine, which is a the good halogen, the only good halogen that I know of in the periodic table. Iodine is the only good one. And if you take iodine, it will kick bromine, chlorine, and fluoride out of the, um, the thyroid okay um, but vice versa if you don't have enough iodine and you're getting chlorine from the water and fluoride from the water and bromine from various different sources they put it in bread now and I know it's like in Gatorade some of them it's called bromelated um, that will kick iodine out of the thyroid so which can create a whole bunch of problems it has a lot to do with your immune system function as well. So this is bromelain. This is the enzyme they derive from, I believe, the pineapple stem. Okay, now I have, I brought this into my product line when I read this because I wanted to make sure that if my um, listeners were ordering from me that they could get bromelain, bromelain, not bromine, but bromelain, the enzyme, you take it on an empty stomach just like you take natokinase. In fact, you could take these enzymes together because as long as they're an enzyme, you can take them together. But you don't want to take these with food because the enzymes would work on the food and render them useless for what you're trying to accomplish. You don't want to use them like a digestive enzyme. Okay, You want to use them separately by themselves. So bromelain and N-acetylcysteine or NAC, which obviously we've talked a lot about, when used together not separately cause the spike protein bindings to fall apart and dissolve into nothing now i know knack does have a really good effect on that no matter what but evidently the bromelain the enzyme from the pineapple stems when when working in concert with the knack the n-acetylcysteine when used together not separately will cause the spike protein bindings to fall apart and dissolve into nothing in other words it supercharges the knack the bromelain Images of the results are below. I give you three different reports that where this is reported on. This is an actual medical study, peer-reviewed. So, um, but they're just finding this out now here. All right. So now, the next report is uh, I entitled it "Bromelain and Acetylcysteine NAC and Natokinase Destroyed the COVID Bioweapon Spike Proteins, Spike Protein with Many Other Benefits." All right. So I'm going to play this brief video as well. These two supplements destroy spike protein. This is Elliot from EO Nutrition, and it's just a quick one today, folks. So there's a, an older study floating around Twitter at the moment, and it's looking at two natural supplements which were shown to completely inactivate spike protein. Now, this might not be news to many, and it has been around a couple of years, but we're gonna look at exactly what those are. So quickly, just for those who don't know, spike protein is the component of the virus which is now known to be the main driver of inflammation. Now, spike is also the protein which the body gets instructed to make copious amounts of when they get shot with the thing. And you know what I'm talking about. The and exactly the, how the long COVID the kill shot. He makes spike protein for after being shot with the thing. Well, no one really knows, yeah. but it seems to be a long time. Right. And, and the more shots you get, the longer it goes and the more you make. Probably already know. And the more you shed. 
Spike protein is thought to be one of the main things responsible for triggering many of the adverse events associated with the thing, ranging from thickening of the blood, vascular inflammation, neuroinflammation, and other cardiac events. Spike protein sticking around the body for a long period of time is also thought to drive long-haul syndrome, which even a few years on, many people are still dealing with whether they got the thing or not. Therefore, finding ways to get rid of, inactivate, or destroy spike protein could potentially be super helpful in anyone suffering long-term adverse events. And that brings us to this study circulating on Twitter, which is titled, The Combination of Bromelain and Acetylcysteine Synergistically Inactivate... Okay, this is the actual study, Bromelain and the Acetylcysteine. Well, it's really N-Acetylcysteine, which is NAC, N-A-C, which again is, I, I carry NAC and I carry now Bromelain. Um, uh, regarding this. It's SARS-CoV-2. For those unaware, bromelain is an enzyme found in pineapple and NAC is an amino acid, both of which can be obtained in supplemental form. Looking at exactly what this paper said, recombinant spike and envelope SARS-CoV-2 proteins were disrupted by bromacetylcysteine. SARS-CoV-2 demonstrated a concentrated... Meaning they're, they're uh, combining bromelain, the enzyme, and N-acetylcysteine. Um, I guess in this particular regard, you can do, you would want to do the bromelain with the N-acetylcysteine. Okay, it's not like taking it with food, you're just taking it with one substance, and that is the, the, the key way to evidently make it work. I probably would, knowing that, I would probably do natokinase separately, and I know this is all a pain. I'm just saying if you were having a problem in this area, you know, natokinase is a whole other bevy of benefits okay breaks down clots thins the blood naturally which are gigantic factors with obviously it would help relay formation of the red blood cells it's just going to thin the blood more everything's going to flow better um it's one of the only ways i know of to naturally break break down blood clots so i would probably do the natokinase separately i know i just said you could you could do natokinase and bromelain together but I wouldn't do natokinase, bromelain, and N-acetylcysteine. I would stick to what they're saying in the study and do the bromelain with the NAC, okay, together at least like once a day, empty stomach, because you, you do, you've got enzymes there and I wouldn't want it, the enzyme to digest food, at least once a day, if not a couple times. But I understand it comes, it gets a lot more complicated with people when you tell somebody to take it on an empty stomach. What you could do is keep them right by your bed and take them first thing in the morning. Or if you go to bed on a full empty stomach, you could do it then as well or just then. It just depends how aggressive you want to get. But you're not going to really hurt yourself. Generally speaking, N-acetylcysteine dosages, you're going to go about 2,000 milligrams max if you want a therapeutic dosage. The one I carry, that would be like two a day, or it's, it's like 900 mg a capsule. Uh, and then the bromelain, uh, I don't exactly know, probably two or three a day on that, you know, taken with the, with the NAC is probably the best way you're going to uh, get the best results. Independent inactivation from this treatment, but not from single agents alone. So essentially what they found was that this combination could degrade and inactivate spike protein, which is responsible for triggering systemic inflammation and causing many adverse events. Now this is frankly huge because this might help to explain why many people with long haul syndrome also find benefits from these supplements. Now since this was an in vitro study, I don't know how this would translate in terms of dosages, 
but common dosages uh, for NAC range from 600 to 1,800 milligrams. Right. Now, if you're, again, one, one, 1,800, I, I've heard 2,000. Um, like the one I have, it's two, it's two, it's two a day. Um, and that's about all you need on the, on the NAC, and we'll see what they say on the bromelain. Bromelain can be used or has been used in the viral disease, and this is 500 milligrams per day. As it happens, there is another... Okay, so I'm looking at the two that I've got, for instance, and the NAX 900, and if you did that with the uh, bromelain 2400, the one I got, it's 500 milligrams per capsule. So you would do one and one. You do one bromelain with one NAC, preferably twice a day, empty stomach. I mean, I'd wait at least 15 minutes before I ate something on that if you really wanted to go after the spike proteins and you were really concerned about that or let's say you knew you were going to be around a lot of vax people this would be and what this is going to do is supercharge the knack okay and the, the another cool thing about these the ones that i carry is they're very pure meaning um it's there's nothing else in there there's there's um vegetarian capsule and uh, scorable palmate and there's that's about it in both okay so you're not getting a lot of other stuff that could interfere with the action of the knack and the bromelain one of the reasons i like those especially when you're dealing with enzymatic products where you don't want a lot of other stuff in there which can also degrade spike protein this is a different enzyme produced by certain bacteria known as natto kinase oh and here he's talking about the other thing that i've been advocating for years long before COVID ever existed, I was talking about natokinase being, again, we just mentioned it earlier, the ideal way, if you want to naturally thin the blood, it's been used in the Orient from antiquity. It's natokinase, natokinase is the enzyme, the main active enzyme in natto, which is fermented soy. Now, it's not soy. It's just the enzyme they've isolated from fermented soy. Fermented is typically... Even a little bit of fermented soy is way, way better than just straight soy. And, and obviously, soy you don't want GMO or, you know, the non-organic. I don't advocate doing soy in any way, shape, or form. This is just the enzyme. So natokinase is the other thing that will deactivate the spike protein among all of its other awesome attributes of breaking down blood clots, of thinning the blood naturally, increasing circulation, this type of stuff. A recent study in the summer of 2022 was titled Degradative Effects of Natokinase on Spike... I, I really do think, though, if you were going to do natokinase, you could do, like... And you wanted to add that into that protocol, like bromelain, knack, and natokinase. You're good. You're good. I just want to do it with food. I'd do an empty stomach, and then that way you could do all three. If you wanted to, if you really were aggressive, and you were concerned about clotting as well and thinning the blood and it will also help to lower the blood pressure too because the thinner your blood the better and this is a big problem with a lot of the people that are getting the kill shot is the blood's thickening they're getting these gigantic long clots that the embalmers are pulling out their blood pressure is going up and a lot of it's probably just from blood thickening well the natokinase would be a natural remedy for that as well protein of SARS-CoV-2 they go on to say in this study we examine the effect of natokinase on the spike protein of this virus the spike protein was degraded in a dose and time dependent manner. Thus, our findings suggest that natokinase exhibits potential for the inhibition of SARS-CoV-2 infection via spike protein degradation. 
Now, although the study was looking this in the context of infection, it might also be super useful for anyone with long haul or adverse events from the thing. It turns out natokinase is a super useful proteolytic enzyme, which can also prevent clotting and vascular complications and has been used for lots of other kinds of problems. I take like one or two every morning. I do that with my systemic enzymes and also serapeptase. I'm going to add this protocol though into that now. I'm going to add bromelain and I'm just going to go ahead and put a knack in there. It's not going to, it's not like it's a, it's a whole bunch of food. Um, and considering the study says you have to have it in there, I'm just going to probably add it. And I understand, well, that's so much to tell. Well, you don't have to do what I'm doing. I'm just saying that's what I do. Um, and I've done that for really years. I've done that for a long time. As for the dose of natokinase, I'm not sure exactly how much one would need. There's lots of different do doses available. What I do know is that there's many practitioners using this for long haul syndrome. What's also important is using an enteric form because it can be destroyed by the stomach acid. So to round up, if I personally had the thing, I would certainly be looking to take these three supplements. Now, it's not necessarily going to stop the body from making spike protein, but it might potentially help the body to get rid of it to just like they're saying it's just even even in the people that are that are unvaxxed when they're doing the the live blood cell analysis i mean it's it's affecting them it's affecting them in a pretty horrific way um on the natokinase that i hear in the natokinase plus generally speaking you just do like one you do um like if you were going to do it twice a day you could or you could if you just could only get it in once a day you could do to the NAC, to the bromelain, and to the natokinase. Okay, um, or you could split it up. That's harder. It's going to be utilized more effectively though if you do uh, do it that way. So it's pretty simple. Just one, one, and one. At least the ones I carry, and I would imagine other companies, you'd have a similar um, dosage profile for most. It, to inactivate it and to reduce its detrimental effects so that's all for today if you like this video you found it helpful please like and share it okay so what i did is i posted my link to the supplements that i just mentioned okay and these are just informational links um again if you buy from us it's you you are supporting the ministry but if you get them elsewhere i mean hey just that's cool too um uh, the bromelain 2400 500 migs the NAC 900 migs 120 count that's 45 the bromelain is 34 uh, and that's 60 capsules and um, the natokinase plus 60 capsules is 41 and uh, you can take I would say you could do one one and one or two two and two once a day together and then that would be you know you would be good to go okay next report Death jab recipients are the walking dead. Now, that might be going a little far, but that's how it was titled. Vax attacks the heart immune system, leaving the body compromised. The vaccinated are being infected by the COVID vaxxed, and their blood, when looked at under a microscope, proves this. And they are also aging rapidly. EDTA chelation is essential to actually combat this. Now, this is another thing I've been advocating for years. EDTA chelation. Now, not for this, but it turns out that, th that this medical doctor is actually using this as an antidote 
for hydrogel heavy metals and the graphene oxide. So we talked just now about what are the remedies for the spike proteins. Well, those are three good ones. There's other ones out there. There's other ones out there. I believe dandelion is another one. And there's other ones out there I have in my COVID protocol, which I'm constantly improving and modifying. Um, this is new information. I was not aware that EDTA, EDTA chelation, and you can do that IV, you can do it oral, or you can do it cream. And I'm going to go over those options you have. I don't sell EDTA chelation, but I'll, I'm going to give you the options for it. Um, EDTA is an actual antidote for the hydrogel in the shots, the heavy metals, and the graphene oxide, which could also be a component of the uh, shedding. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. And this is why I wanted to do all this in one teaching because I wanted to cover all these bases so you would have it in one spot. You can you can um, print this off. This will be part three of the study, um, which is what you're listening to right now if you're hearing this. And you can print off the PDF that pertains to this. And I'll give I give you all the options that that um, I know of regarding this, or, or the best options I know of. <laughs> Welcome back. So we've covered all kinds of illnesses and syndromes and diseases that people have suffered after receiving one of these bioweapon injections from Pfizer or Moderna, the mRNA shots. So of course there's myocarditis and Guillain-Barre massive blood clotting autoimmune disorders of all types. Of course, as you would expect after the deployment of a bioweapon. Well, now today we add another one to the list. It goes by the name of postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome or POTS. POTS is a wide-ranging illness that does all sorts of things. The root cause of the disease is that the heart starts to beat far more quickly when you transition from lying down to standing up. So this problem can in turn impair vision, it hurts concentration, or causes nausea and vomiting and tremors. But most dangerous of all, it can mess with the regularity of a person's heartbeat, making them more vulnerable to all kinds of heart issues, including, you guessed it, dying suddenly. And according to a new study published in Nature, one of America's most significant scientific journals, the risk of developing POTS is far higher 90 days after getting an mRNA shot than 90 days before. Our good friend and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Anna Mahalcha, joins us now to discuss and share more about this. Dr. Anna, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Stu, for having me. Are you seeing patients with POTS post-injection? Uh, absolutely. Post-injection for sure, as well as uh, with long COVID. So the issue with this syndrome is that there's a damage to the small fiber uh, neurons, particularly of this autonomic nervous system that's in charge of uh, your heart rate, your internal regulation of all of your organs. And the effects are truly debilitating because you can go from being a completely functional young person with a healthy lifestyle to all of a sudden, anytime that you stand up, your heart rate speeds up to a rate that you're uh, feeling like you know you might have a heart attack on the spot and it's associated with extreme fatigue uh, you know people are barely able to move around it can be very very severe sometimes there's blood it sounds like a, the adrenals would be heavily related to this as well um, just my opinion I would heavily support the adrenals for this as well pressure abnormalities, there's brain fog, cognitive issues, peripheral neuropathy as well, meaning numbness and tingling in the legs appears to be associated with that. So I think that this is definitely a syndrome that has skyrocketed in the last couple of years, post-COVID and post-shots, absolutely. Explain the difference because semantics are important. 
Uh, explain the difference between the bioweapon fake virus genetic sequence that they call COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, and the shots. Why, why long COVID? What does that mean to you? What is long COVID? So uh, you know that, that I have a very different view than most mainstream freedom doctors because, you know, I was part of a group who actually looked at the content of the vials and uh, many of those didn't find any mRNA. So that means that there isn't a spike protein produced, but we did find uh, extremely toxic heavy metals as well as nanotechnology in this uh, hydrogel basis. And so what I'm seeing in live blood that I'm looking at are these structures that are clearly growing under the exposure of electromagnetic frequency as well as rouleau formation, meaning clumping of the red blood cells. And what that means is they are not able to give off oxygen. Then that causes extreme acidity and microclotting as well. So this picture appears to be associated with these symptoms of POTS, chronic fatigue, brain fog, and overall a, a, a picture of accelerated aging. Um, so this is really of concern and you were alluding to myocarditis because I do think that uh, we have a lot of very conflicting information regarding the myocarditis. Uh, Dr. William Marcus, he recently in his Substack uh, put out some information. For example, there was an event in Washington State where they just did cardiac testing and 53% of those participants had markers of myocarditis, which uh, opens up the question, uh, is maybe the rate of myocarditis and the risk of sudden cardiac deaths going up after vaccination over time? There's other studies to say that one in 30 people may actually have myocardic risk. Now, that's completely different than what the government is telling us with a rate of one in 5,000. And if the risk is so high, we clearly are looking at a mortality risk that's pretty substantial. There was also another study of 777 healthcare workers. And again, there was a, a rate of about one in 35 had elevated troponins. Troponin is a marker that's usually elevated with heart attacks. So I think that this is a, a real crisis in regards to the autonomic dysfunction that is in charge of heart rhythm as well as other control of internal organs as well as the heart itself with the myocarditis issue how concerned are you about shedding I'm absolutely concerned about that, and you know about this. So I have been doing live blood analysis on the unvaccinated people, and now 100% of people are contaminated with these structures. Most of them have low formation and acidity. And the incidence of the same symptoms that you have asked me about, POTS, chronic fatigue, brain fog, is accelerating. And I see an absolute crisis, and I have been sounding the alarm that the unvaccinated are not safe and in fact I've been seeing increased rates of strokes, heart attack, deep vein thrombosis that are associated with these blood changes and the treatment for hydrogel which is by the way a polymer plastic that clots the blood, it's used in medicine to, to stop bleeding for example and if you inject it in people it, it clogs up the arteries and it causes these long combustible metal including including 
um, um, you know, clots that Mike Adams has shown that there are. So I'm very concerned about this. And what I see now is that the shedding can no longer be differentiated also from environmental exposure. For example, geoengineering, the stuff is being sprayed on us. We're finding the same structures in rainwater that we find in, in human blood. And I'm right now in the process of working with a uh, scientist, Clifford Carnicum, to actually chemically analyze exactly what are these ribbons and what are the electrochemical changes. Just real quick, uh, Stu, I want to alert you. He did an, uh, a study last year where he investigated unvaccinated blood of four individuals that did not have these ribbons and he uh, exposed it to a low-level electrical current and immediately the blood changed into something that was unrecognizable and these huge ribbons appeared. Somehow this electrical current makes the stuff grow and it causes clotting and we know that it is so in the unvaccinated. So if you work extremely hard to avoid now that would I think simulate like they were saying before about a smart meter well smart meter yeah too didn't talk about those but a smartphone being near the live blood cell how they were seeing wow that was making everything replicate <clears throat> within the slide that they were looking at under the live blood cell I think that's a similar concept of maybe pumping some electricity or what whatever kind of current they were putting through there uh, with this 5G, how that would relate to the 5G kill grid, the smart grid, the smart meters, the the LED light systems, the LED street lights, the 5G base stations, the smartphones, and the 5G towers. And I'm probably leaving out things. People who have been injected with this bioweapon, if you avoid getting it yourself, which I would assume that there is not one person on the face of the planet that regrets not getting it, um, you're saying that there's absolutely no way to avoid this and that unvaccinated people, I hate even saying unvaccinated because this is not a vaccine, people who have not injected this thing into themselves are still at the same risk, the same level of risk as those who have injected themselves. Is that what you're saying? We don't know if it's the same level, but clearly the blood changes in live blood analysis are now the same. It used to be that the vaccinated blood was extremely contaminated, but now this has changed. Now every single person that we're looking at uh, has these structures and they're increasing in amounts. So hydrogel is now being put in medications, in insulin, it's in the food supply. Mm -hmm. It's, it's you know, the air that we're inhaling. These metals are, are being sprayed on us. I believe that the so full force assault and that if people don't know that the antidotes which are things like EDTA chelation to pull out the metals and dissolve the hydrogel as well as this rouleau formation if they don't undergo these treatments they will have an accelerated aging process and this is what I've been seeing 20 year olds who feel like they've aged for 20 years in a month mm. uh, so wow. again the treatment go over this how do people uh, get rid of this crap in their blood. So what I've been working with is this molecule called EDTA that Karen Kingston also uh, identified in patents as an antidote for hydrogel. Uh, it also detoxifies graphene, it detoxifies metals because the metals are very important for the electrical properties of hydrogel because that is what determines what kind of biosensors or electrical devices are being created within the body. And so the metals themselves, as Mark Steele, the weapons expert discussed, uh, have been actually 
actually used for um, satellite reconnaissance, facial recognition, things like tungsten that I pull out of people, aluminum barium, all of these things are actually part of the surveillance system of the transhumanist agenda. Mm -hmm. So I use EDTA chelation, I use an EDTA cream with a full nutritional supplementation with an alkaline diet, with other supplements like humic and fulvic acid, making sure we have nitric oxide so our microbiome can detox. Fulvic acid, again, another one I carry, and that's super good for pulling the heavy metals out, for demagnetizing. I've had listeners that have done it, the one I have, and they were demagnetized when they did the fulvic acid, the liquid that I've got. So that's a whole other component. And I wish that I could just give, like, one supplement and would do everything. I mean, and I hate to say this, not a lot of what we're talking about here, natokinase, uh, bromelain, the enzyme, NAC, they kind of indirectly, NAC would indirectly kind of support, obviously, uh, the immune system, more of the detoxification pathways. Um, EDTA, not really any of them are going to do a whole lot for your immune system. That's more like like a really good vitamin C, selenium, iodine, D3 and K2. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I, I wish that it was more simple and cut dry, but this is such a complex satanic bioweapon that in order to address all the facets it's it's vast the things that you could do to battle it graphene uh, so there's uh, multiple things like that high dose vitamin c anything to basically help uh, uh, counteract this electrical assault ionized foot bath sauna whatever we can do we have cultured from vaccinated people that have done ionized foot bath the water and and looked under the microscope how this artificial synthetic biology grows it continues to grow outside of the body and actually there are certain things that that uh, increase its growth for example red wine increases the growth of synthetic biology uh, and uh, nanoparticular gold as David Nixon for example showed appears to dissolve it so that's also part of the protocol so it's a combination but we have to look at everything and we have to also I in my practice use anti-aging peptides like epithalon that helps to repair the heart repairs autonomic dysfunction repairs the brain fog and and uh, so that's been very helpful because clearly there's a process that's induced that's all about accelerated aging here well you're an anomaly okay so now what she said about epithylon that's a peptide that's injectable okay now i'm pretty sure the one she would be referring to would be injectable um i would like if you're going to try to repair the heart a really good like biotics has cytosine h which is a super good best glandular I know of that would give you the and I, I know I'm going to use the word DNA template to rebuild the heart but when you eat meat you're eating the DNA of another animal okay this is a heart glandular probably the best glandulars I know of I think biotics makes they got one for like the kidney the spleen the uh, pancreas yeah um heart different various organ systems okay that is one of the most effective ways you can also repair any given organ system okay um 
So I would have more of a tendency to want to go that route rather than the epitylon that she was mentioning. A lot of the peptides, they've, they've got side effects and um, especially the injectables, you got to be careful. And they're a real pain to do. And then you're going to have to get under a doctor's supervision. Typically to do that, they're very, very fragile. Very fragile, especially once you reconstitute them. I mean, if you drop the, the vial after it's reconstituted, you can ruin the whole thing. Okay, so it's they're tricky. They're tricky to take. So I think there's other ways, as far as anti-aging, you know, a really good, like, uh, herbal-based whole food type of, um, of like, antioxidant is, is a good way, way to go. I mean, there's tons of antioxidants out there. You know, anytime you're eating a fruit essentially uh, green leafy vegetables you're going to be getting antioxidants vitamin C obviously so those drinks I've been describing I've been doing with the various green vegetables and the half a lemon and you're going to be getting a ton of antioxidants if you just want to do it plant based which is probably the best way to do it NAC is also an antioxidant because NAC converts into glutathione in the body which is an antioxidant and it's also really super good for liver function so there's a lot of different ways you can get antioxidants which are anti-aging um bio pqq i have a coq10 bio pqq product i know alex jones sells a bio pqq product as well um that's also a super anti-aging affects the um telomere length anti-aging i have one of those as well which is really good so you know, there's a lot of options you have on that end. Group of doctors who are actually going to acknowledge that this is real and then actually provide treatment to help patients. So for everybody else that's viewing this broadcast who has a fake doctor poison pusher who's in the safe and effective basket narrative, how do these people get treatment? Uh, I recommend, you know, uh, go on the website, for example, the American College for the Advancement of Medicine has a list of chelation practitioners in the United States. Go find them. Now, that's, a, that's an expensive, complicated process, and you need to have some a good amount of money if you're going to get that. Because, you know, you're looking at, I guess depending on the doctor, you're going to be looking at probably 150 to 200 bucks a session. And you're going to have to have a big old catheter in your arm for at least an hour. And depending on how they evaluate you and what your goals are, and maybe if, if you're placked up especially, and that, and that the best way to determine that is a Doppler ultrasound of the carotid arteries. And I'm going to get into that in a second. But, um, or, or quickly, uh, you know, some people need 30 sessions, some people need 20, some people need 50. And that it's expensive for most people over time. And we're going to look at the different ways now it is the gold standard 100 percent iv chelation if you're gonna want to get it done in the quickest amount of time 100 percent it's the gold standard but i'm gonna also give you a couple other alternatives who's open-minded who knows about chelation there's more awakening now i 
truly believe that, that that even worldwide people are becoming aware that these metals are in the shots, that this hydrogel is being deployed everywhere, carbon nanotubes, which people call graphene, is also part of this, and that the transhumanist agenda of really biosensing and complete control of the human body is part of it. Look at even Todd Callender speaks about that hydrogel is the technological yeah, who we just heard from. platform of this, and in fact that in a... Um, Pfizer study of military personnel, they had an app where every body physical, um, physiological uh, condition, for example their heart rate, their sleep cycle was transmitted to an app so the control is already complete, the mark of the beast has been injected and I think that people just need to be aware, this is a new level of, of requirement of detoxification, of awareness of a new level of warfare that includes this technology we cannot ignore it we must address it for the purpose of saving the human species because the unvaccinated are not safe I'm absolutely seeing that and I'm I, I absolutely am very very concerned about this Wow how often does somebody need to undergo this chelation treatment it all depends on exposure. So, for, for example, in my patients, they've done some uh, some experiments. They had their blood completely cleaned with EDTA chelation. Then they had dinner with vaccinated uh, uh, people, came in the next day, and their blood was completely coagulated. I mean, that is unbelievable. So they had their blood clean with the EDTA chelation. And then they come back, they had dinner with the vax. They're shedding their spike protein. They come back the next day and they're contaminated. It's full of these ribbon-like structures. And mind you, I'm only looking at one drop. We have six liters of blood in the system. So and, and again, this is why, guys, I, I feel like this is something that to all of us need to be doing to a certain extent if we're around these people. Um, and would explain a lot why if you've had a lot more health problems in the last couple of years, this would explain that. Well, also the ongoing incremental bringing online of the 5g that in concert which works with this in a satanic way that's all the reason i would need to know why people would have way more health problems all of a sudden in the last couple of years than they ever have you know in their whole life and it's just it, it takes effort i mean unless god's just going to totally protect you from all this and you and you should be asking God for that kind of protection but I'm also going to give you um, the, the uh, physical remedies as well if you want to you know if you feel led in that direction no idea how much stuff of is is in there so in in terms of the exposure that's really what determines it and then this uh, dark field live blood analysis really important diagnostic tool yes. because you cannot find this unless you look for it I used to check D dimer levels but I can see micro clotting in the blood already way before the D dimer turns positive right. and I think she's she's ex she's referring to this microclotting is most likely what she's referring to is this extreme Rolay formation, this stacking of the red blood cells to a level I've never, ever saw from when I can remember doing live blood cell. I mean, yeah, you would see it in people that weren't getting enough cardio and maybe out of shape and they were, that's typically where you would see Rolay. Well, what I'm seeing on dark microfield now from the slides I'm looking at it's so far beyond that anything I ever saw when I was in practice back and when I was doing this starting around 1993, 1994. Um, so it's, it's off the scale. 
So um, I, I at least, you know, right now, I, I recommend chelations once a month at least and use the EDTA cream on a daily basis, plus all the other supplement orally. But the regular vaccine injury protocol, like ivermectin doesn't clear the blood of these structures. No, ivermectin's poison, as we've reported, and so is hydroxychloroquine. Poison. You should not, unless you want to sterilize yourself, unless you want to have all kind of horrific side effects. I did a, a teaching on that recently. Key in ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, you should find it's the most recent study I've done on this, where we show you the studies that prove, and it's right off, it's right online, it's right on their own websites that this, these stuff that I warned about it from the beginning. But what I learned in the in that last study I did was even so far beyond anything I had reported on on how bad hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin actually are at that with investigated it so uh, hydrogel is a polymer plastic you cannot dissolve it with your regular uh, ivermectin or hcq or quercetin okay so um jam packed there all right so edta is an antidote for hydrogel heavy metals and graphene oxide what we talked about before with the um <clears throat> n-acetylcysteine the bromelain the enzyme from the pineapple and the natokinase that was more of a um that was more going after the spike proteins okay fulvic acid is more heavy metals so i i guess what i can do is just kind of go through just so if, if you want i'll kind of review this a little bit here you've got you've got the things that just support the immune system um in five miles of a protein five thousand part per million you've got selenium vitamin c zinc uh calcium magnesium the um, D3 and K2, I'm going to talk about that more, iodine. You've got NAC, which helps to get the metals, the graphene oxide, and the um, spike protein out of the body. You've got fulvic acid, which helps to um, uh, get the, the metals out of the body. And um, you've got quercetin, which supports the immune system and actually drives zinc into the cells. It acts like hydroxychloroquine does very very similar so instead of taking hydroxychloroquine if you wanted to do that do quercetin another product i carry um and then you've got the natokinase has been proven to break down blood clots and naturally thin the blood uh, and also would be you know blood clots red blood cell aggregation and strokes are huge issues with the covid jabs always take on an empty stomach or with other enzymes uh, some people have had a lot of problem with lung function I carry a couple products, Numazyme and Pneumocomplex for that. Um, if your O2 levels are running low, which is very, very prevalent due to the COVID-19 bioweapon, one product I don't carry, I used to carry, is Cataplex E2 by standard process. You're probably going to need, at bare minimum, six a day. If you have sleep apnea, you can take six or nine before bed. It will help to oxygenate your blood. Cataplex E2. By standard process they're the only ones that sell it it's not like regular vitamin e it's a whole food tablet which has these specific components that oxygenate the blood um mountain climbers use it a lot and they used it a lot on mount everest and things of this nature uh, parasite eradication is also a total factor with this and i've got a whole protocol for for that as well or you might want to you know, do your own you can do your own research um I'm just going over things now that I've covered in times past and all this other stuff right here. 
Uh, again, bromelain and acetylcysteine natokinase destroy the spike protein. I've got a stroke re recovery protocol for people that have had strokes. Um, I'm not going to go over all that. I'm just going to try to rapid fire this. We, we just talked about the EDTA chelation helps to clean out the blood, the blood vessels and deplaque the arteries. And it also is a um, antidote for hydrogel heavy metals and graphene oxide. Uh, I'm just kind of rapid firing some stuff here. There's the, the protocol for the mild silver protein, some testimonials from my listeners. This is my COVID protocol that I've put out many times. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I, and I do this from time to time. I will just go ahead and repost this at the end of this teaching. Now, it's going to make this this PDF probably about 40 pages. Well, maybe 38 after I eliminate some of the other stuff. I don't know. Around 40 pages. I'll go ahead and post this because I haven't done it in a while. So if you want what I'm reading off to you right now, and I'm, I'm only covering just the titles. I, all the specifics are in here. It will be at the end of this PDF for... Um, March 27, 2023. PDFs, all this information's free. I've been doing this for about 30 years now, uh, working with clinical nutrition and this type of stuff. So, uh, here's my protocol for sinus infection on how you use the uh, silver, uh, lung infections, ear infections, pink eye, any kind of eye infection. More testimonials on the silver. Uh, more testimonials. My presentation from 2006 where I predicted the current COVID-mandated vac scenario. If you want to order that DVD, I give you a couple options there. I don't make any money off any of that, but it's there for you. Some studies I've done on the coming pandemics, how to use the nebulizer with the silver, uh, more testimonials, a whole section on vitamin C, how that's important, more COVID protocols just stuff that people have emailed me about that's really super insightful whole section on fevers is there a god-given reason why they occur yes there is how calcium and vitamin d3 relate to fevers and how it affects your immune system very important stuff there uh more testimonials then a whole thing on what zinc deficiency can do and how it adversely affects your immune system uh, again, on how to neutralize the potential damage of messenger RNA vaccines, uh, iodine, zinc, quercetin, we've all mentioned those. Water fasting only for one week has been shown to repair DNA damage and silence foreign messenger RNA. One week, that's no joke. But that is also a way if you didn't have, if you, if you felt led, in, and I mean, that's so good for you to do a water fast for a week. I mean, we are talking that you're going to accomplish major, mega things, probably on a level that you couldn't accomplish with every single thing I've been listing. Now, granted, some of these things are very specific for specific things, and a water fast may not address those. I'm just saying overall what it would do for you is amazing. Uh, here's another one on the COVID connection between graphene oxide found in COVID vaccines, electromagnetic fields, blood clots, severe COVID symptoms, how to remove graphene oxide from the body, Again, it boils down to NAC. NAC is super good at also removing graphene oxide. Can fulvic acid help demagnetize the unvaxxed and the vaxxed? Yep, sure can. I'll give you all the info on that, the product I carry. More testimonials on that. Uh, pine needle tea, which is also another remedy for COVID vax shedding. 
uh, suramin, ischemic acid, and how to make your own extract. So if you just wanted to go that route, if you wanted to go pine needle tea, I give you where to order it from eBay, pine needles, and how to make pine needle tea. Um, give you all the information on that. I don't have any vested interest. Black seed oil strongly binds to back spike proteins. I've covered all these in previous teachings. This is black. This is from black cumin seed, not black currant seed. Currant seed. Okay, so it's black cumin seed. Um, that's also been found to bind to spike proteins. So I give you all the information on that. I don't sell that either. Um, some stuff on cupping uh, and um, horrific clots and then the spike protein defender another product I found licorice also seems to have a, a good effect on the uh, corona so SARS-CoV-2 uh, on the spike protein okay Okay, so I'm going to highlight that. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and just post this at the end. And so you'll have it. I do this. I used to do it at the end of every study um, because, you know, when we were in the throes of this whole thing, particularly when they started vaccinating people. Now I only do it once in a while because I don't want to overwhelm people with these gigantic PDFs. This one will be about 40 pages, but this is all. Oh, actually, it's going to be more than 40 because this is in a like a 10 point font. And I'm gonna I'm gonna change it into a 12 point so it's easier to read on the uh, on the PDF because if I make it too small in the PDF you won't be able to read it. Okay, so yeah, we're looking at about a 45 page PDF for today, but I just gave you the cliff notes on what's in that for those that haven't heard about that. Um, again, 30 years of my experience using clinical nutrition and I was eat, eating, sleeping, breathing this from the very moment it started. Back in, was it 2020 or whatever, this whole COVID thing started. Almost every study I was doing was on this. And so this is all my knowledge for free combined into one doc. I was one of them. And again, I'm, you know, it's one thing to brag. It's another thing if it's, you know, if I was actually doing it and I was telling people about a lot of the things that now they're finally getting telling people to do like the natokinase and other things i was saying how important these these things were so um hopefully you know i'll give god the credit that he gave me the insight on to know what to do now let's go back to the edta i've got a section in here that um i'm going to go over okay so again edta normally the reason i would recommend it from before is if you were plaqued up and that can create, obviously, all kind of problems, set you up for open heart surgery, high blood pressure, horrible, okay? A Doppler ultrasound of the carotids is, is the best and most cost-effective way to see if you have plaque in the arteries. Lifeline screenings are a nationwide service that can provide these at a very low cost. Go to lifelinescreening.com, lifelinescreening.com, basically, first part's one word. Uh, I just had mine done there in December. And I had, from what I he said, I had totally clear carotids, which I was hoping I would. Um, they'll pretty much tell you right there. At least they did in my case. So this is a, okay, so I, what I'm giving you here are some good versions of EDTA if you cannot afford the time or the money to do the IV chelation, because most people, it's not going to be practical. 
but these are uh, some of these are the first one is actually a suppository which you know not for everybody but it is a way you could go I give you the links to these products again I'm not making I don't sell these I don't make any money off them but I want you to have the information uh, then the doctor in the interview above recommended one IV chelation treatment a month and then to do the cream every day now that's a lot if you need it initially I think that's good I don't think I would do that the rest of my life and I'm gonna explain why in a second um, this cream um, about this item okay it's the Kela cream EDTA heavy metal detox cream everyone needs chelation human beings all over the world regardless of location are exposed to heavy metals daily Kela cream is a topical cream which delivers calcium EDTA into the body transdermally which is probably the easiest way to take it Kela cream will help remove the bad heavy metals like lead but will also remove the good minerals like calcium magnesium potassium sodium and so on so be sure to replenish your minerals with a good multi-mineral supplement when you use Kela cream I, I'll get into the one that I carry you don't have to get mine but you would want to bear this in mind if you're going to do chelation I, I read a review on, on the Kela cream and one of the guys said don't do this unless you've got extra magnesium available to do or magnesium oil I don't like magnesium oil that much it's sticky and gross and it, you have to like put it on and then you have to sit there and then you have to wash it off it's a it's a pain to use it I guess for some people it does work. I never saw a big difference with it but um you know taking a good form of magnesium internally would probably be a good way uh, if what if your multi mineral supplement you were still getting leg cramps or something like that you would want to add extra magnesium is all I'm saying uh, okay so how are we to know if we're actually becoming rid of toxic heavy metals does your urine show color or scent answer best way to determine effectiveness are improvement in symptoms if you're experiencing any and two a before during and after heavy metal tests such as urine or hair analysis I agree also if one is using Kela cream you're gonna have to find the right doctor to do it and I don't have a network uh, so sorry on that one but also if one is using Kela cream to help improve artery health before and after testing can be done such as ultrasound meaning Doppler ultrasound of the carotid arteries or other non-invasive tests to determine effectiveness and uh, one of the persons left a review he goes by C silver like colloidal silver five out of five he gave it this product works for heart patients verified purchase off Amazon I'm not telling you to get it from Amazon but I do like the reviews more than 20 years ago my cardiologist gave me six months to live now he's not the only person I've heard say this story about chelation IV chelation now he's he used IV chelation you're gonna see switched over to this other one okay so when you got six months to live I would go the IV route because you don't have a lot of time and you really don't know how long you got more than 20 years ago my cardiologist gave me six months to live if I didn't have another third extremely expensive extremely painful quadruple bypass surgery so this guy must have been living and I kind of get the impression he hasn't changed a whole lot he's just relying on this because unless you have what they call hypercholesterolemia where your body just massively over overproduces cholesterol and your bloods like molasses typically these are lifestyle choices that creates somebody having to get three quadruple bypass surgeries which is just insane that was only two years after he did the last one 
So this guy, wow, I can't even imagine what his diet must have been like. I fired him on the spot and sought alternatives. Finding, by the grace of God, the therapy known as chelation therapy, it works. I've had more than 360 IVs over the past 20 plus years. What this tells me, unless this guy has hypercholesterolemia 1 or 2, if he doesn't, what it tells me is that he has not modified his diet at all. He's probably eating garbage food. He's totally relying on this to keep him out of further heart surgeries, which is not the way you want to use this. You want to make lifestyle changes and maybe use this to get out of the woods and then don't use it because you've so radically altered your diet that you don't need this anymore, that your arteries are nice and clear, okay? So I've never heard of anybody getting 360 IV chelation treatments over the past 20 plus years. This has got to be like a record or something, okay? Um, and it's continued to work, exercise, play, and even resume my SCCA racing hobby, winning a regional championship, no less, without surgery. Now, after so many IVs, my veins have become very sensitive and I needed to seek a new alternative. I tried oral chelation for almost a year with reasonable results, then switched to Kela cream. Now, oral is what I typically will tell people is the most cost-effective, and I'll get into that in a second, but I would say this or the suppositories is probably the next tier down from IV as far as being effective. I think the oral is the least effective. Now, if you do it with food grade, if you do it with a pharma grade DMSO, a little bit of that with the oral, I believe it brings it up quite a bit. Most people don't know that. I give you all that information here. Um, I switched to Kela Cream after reading the reviews and upon a recommendation by my nurse practitioner, the stuff works. You can actually smell metals being removed from your urine after the first couple of applications. Don't skimp. Follow the instructions. It's a little costly, 80 bucks a month, but a lot less costly and certainly not painful like bypass surgery. I say bypass the bypass and the stents and take control of your own life and your own health. I believe Kela Cream will help you do that. Okay. And again, it's not a guy that's making money off this. He's just posting a review on Amazon. Uh, now, here's a whole book on this subject. Detox with orculation, protecting yourself with lead from lead, mercury, and other environmental toxins. Regarding oral EDTA, which is what I've recommended a lot because it's the most economical, you do once a day. You do anywhere from a quarter teaspoon to a half teaspoon of the oral EDTA. You let it sit under your tongue for 5 to 20 minutes, depending on how aggressive you want to be, with 5 to 7 drops of 99% pharmaceutical grade DMSO. I give you all the links on where to order. You, get it, you can get it off eBay, and you do this before you swallow it. If you do it this way, you will have a much higher absorption rate because oral EDTA chelation, if you just swallow it, you do not get a very good absorption. Okay, it's like 5% or something. If you do it the way I tell you to do it, where you let it sit under the tongue with the DMSO, I don't know what the absorption is, but it's, I know it's a lot higher. Um, the process, depending on your plaque level, takes a lot of time to work. Now, we're not so much talking about the placking as we are in today's broadcast about this being a remedy for hydrogel, heavy metals, and graphene oxide. Okay, so, but placking is factor for a lot of people um this can be a literal lifesaver and much cheaper than the iv chelation which is the gold standard and also highly recommended if you can't afford it here's how you purchase the pharmaceutical grade dmso I'll give you a link there or you can just search ebay you'll find it 
For the money, this is an excellent excellent value in EDTA. Now, it's Arizona EDTA. It's the one I was using originally. I can't. The one that I was recommending on the, on the one company, they've been sold out. And they're very sporadic. And I'm not going to recommend them anymore because it's just, you know, hit or miss on them. Um, they're saying this kind will not remove calcium from your system. This kind of oral kind. But it will remove other heavy metals and trace minerals. So again, begin a good trace mineral product. That's always what you want to do. Um, I get into calcium buildup in the arteries and how phosphorus can have an effect on that. I don't want to go down that lane too much. Lastly, any form, but it's here for that information for you. Lastly, any form of chelation will remove trace minerals from your body. So it's important to take some extra trace minerals once you have been on the EDTA for any length of time. I like the one from Biotics. I like their products because they come in an enzymatic food base which really helps you absorb it better. And it's the multi-mins potent mineral combination. It comes in a 120 count bottle and a 360 count bottle. I mean, I don't think it's a very expensive product. I'll just look at my price on that. Um, my multi-min, 18 for a 120 count and $42 for a 360. So, you know, if you're at least doing three a day, you know, a 360 count bottle last you four months. Yeah, so you, you might, I mean, if you're doing it though every day, uh, I feel better if you're doing six. Because, I mean, you are depleting trace minerals with this thing. But either way, you're not going to really break the bank. Um, and again, you don't have to get it from me, but, you know, that's it's up to you. Uh, let's see. I don't carry any of the EDTA chelation. I do carry a lot of the other products mentioned though. Here's a here's a here's a uh, um, long time listener, good friend of mine from Fort Myers, and he said I started back on the EDTA a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm assuming he means the oral EDTA like I just described. And man, I must have had some metals in my blood or something because my feet keep feeling heavy and tingly, and I was almost concerned there was some diabetes or something. But I read somewhere else that someone having those same issues found out they had heavy metals in their blood and used the edta to clear it up yeah and then he says it sure does my real heavy legs and feet with tingling and numbness have cleared up extremely fast that's awesome it's only barely barely there now in the tips of my toes but it's a good tingle now like when your legs fall asleep meaning i think he's getting some nerve innervation back you can you can't feel it at all then there's um Anyway, that that's where I'm at now. So I'm thinking that I may have had the same issue. And I sure am glad I ordered the stuff a while back. So I'm assuming he meant the oral. I can see uh, I can see real clear now how it works. I'm going to be more diligent about using it more regularly. I needed it for my arteries anyways. So in a way, I'm glad I had a real fast need to start using it again. I had pretty much forgot about it after I used it on and off for a month or so a year ago. So, all right, last part. I'm going to try to wind this up here. I know this has been going long. But this this also kind of is, is we talked about D3. And I've been meaning to cover this for a long time. I've done studies on D3, but this is a, this is a little more of a comprehensive study on D3 and how K2, vitamin K2, you really need them both together. Okay, so I'm going to play this video how vitamin D affects every organ and tissue in the body. Vitamin D3 upregulates up, up the immune system. Only 5.9% of those who had optimal vitamin D levels, which are 55 
nanograms per milliliter or higher when you get it tested on your blood and you can get that tested at lifeline screening um optimal vitamin d levels are 55 nanograms or higher in a blood test only 5.9 percent of those who had those levels tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 so in other words it has a tremendous impact on your immune system all right so let's go ahead and play this I think you're going to be quite blown away how broad vitamin D affects the different organs. Yes, and I'm aware this guy's a Scientologist. I, I understand that. I, I saw the video from his son and everything. So I, I'm not going by that. I'm going by, I'm, I'm gleaning from him like I would glean from a CNN report or an Alex Jones report. The information's good, though. Tissues. Typically, when we think about vitamin D, we think about bone, maybe the immune system. But actually, you're going to be quite surprised on the different areas that vitamin D affects. It's actually quite fascinating. Now, vitamin D receptors are in almost every single cell, if not every single cell of your entire body. And because vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, it penetrates the membrane and goes right to the center of the cell, the nucleus. Okay, So it has huge effects over that cell. And in reality, though, Vitamin D is not really a vitamin, it's a hormone. And it's been extensively studied. Uh, just PubMed, just doing a, a real quick search in PubMed, there's over 64,000 studies or reviews on vitamin D. So there's a lot of people that looked at this vitamin extensively. I, and I think it's the most important fat soluble vitamin of any of the other vitamins. In fact, three to 4% of our genome um, is influenced by vitamin D. Now, what's a genome? Genomes are the all the genes in your body, um, which are all tightly packaged. If we took your genes and unraveled them and extended them in a long series of like a string, it would go from here to the moon and back. So we have a lot of genes, and three to four percent of those genes are influenced by vitamin D. So check this out. I'm going to go through all the different um, tissues and body parts and tell you a little bit about, about how vitamin D influences. Uh, these parts of your body. Let's start with the brain. Uh, if you're deficient in vitamin D, uh, you're not going to sleep at night. Vitamin D helps the circadian rhythm. It helps the sleep centers in your brain. And that center is called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Not that you need to know now, that. Now, this is why I believe it's important to take it before bed, ideally. Because you know how if you go out in the sun and you feel like really chill and tired afterward? Okay? That's from the vitamin D3 that's produced in your skin okay and it will kind of chill you out I think it's it's one of the reasons it's so good for um, the SADS the seasonal affective disorder which so many people are prone to when they don't get any Sun during the winter months especially in the northern states d3 alone could help you know to correct multitudes of those people now they would really need to also use what they call light boxes the the which simulate like sunlight I've got one sitting right in front of me I don't use it enough but you can do a combination of vitamin D3 with the SADS disorder, seasonal affective, or if you're not getting enough sun in general, you're cooped up all day or whatever, uh, D3. But I like to do it before bed because it will help chill you out and kind of like that same feeling you you get depending on how much you're doing. Um, you get better night rest, and it has an influence on melatonin as well. So just something to think about. It's kind of a cool word. So whether you have sleep apnea, or you just have insomnia, 
or you get up in the middle of the night because you have high cortisol, like at two o'clock, uh, vitamin D can greatly help you. And I would recommend taking vitamin D before bed. Vitamin D majorly influences the cognitive part of your brain, like the part of the brain that helps you remember things and that helps you concentrate. I mean, in Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, there's always a vitamin D deficiency. And then we have your mood. Your mood is greatly influenced by vitamin D. Think about in the winter what happens. You have seasonal affective disorder. You have depression. Why? Because you don't get the sun, you don't get the vitamin D, and then you get depressed. You get the blues. You're sad. I mean, think about how important vitamin D must be to your body if you can convert sun through your skin and make your own vitamin D exactly. from the cholesterol lining in your tissue. Yeah. I mean, you don't That's need to- how important God deems vitamin D. It's really D3 is the active form that's made like in the skin. It's so important that God created a way to get it without a diet, without it being in your diet. You can get it in the diet, but he created a way to get it just through sunlight interaction with your skin. I mean, that's how important vitamin D3 is. It's it's the only uh, vitamin that I know of that's like that, of that magnitude or of that importance. Eat anything to get vitamin D. You just need to expose your skin yeah, to sun. So if you have anxiety or you're especially depressed, you need to take more vitamin D and it will definitely raise your mood. And it can also help your memory as well. We'll All right, now what about hair? If you're deficient in vitamin D. And don't wear your sunglasses during the day, okay? Because that also affects the pineal gland and that affects um, just the retinal cells. Remember how the retinal cells can repair better if they're getting some sunlight? And I don't mean looking into the sun. I mean, I'm talking about just getting some indirect sunlight. We don't want it to, you want to wear your sunglasses at night. Like that song from like the 80s, I wear my sunglasses at night, so I can, so I can. Remember that? Anyway, um, an oldie but a goodie. Sorry, teasing, teasing, a little humor there. Um, but yeah, yeah, that you want to wear your sunglasses at night, okay? Or those amber glasses, the, the, the blue light blocking glasses you can get on eBay or Mike Adams sells them. They're way more expensive on Mike Adams' site, like, think he's charging way too much but you can get them for a pretty decent price um uh, go on amazon do your research and then buy them on ebay or some other site and see which ones you like your hair is going to be very dry it's going to be brittle you're not going to be able to produce the numbers of hair because the growth of hair is dependent on vitamin d you may have early graying you may experience hair loss now experience. i will say one thing i've learned this over the years about vitamin D3. The only time that you're gonna have a problem taking vitamin D3 is if you have somebody that is prone, to, that has herpes, either simplex one, simplex two, herpes zoster. The reason that is, is because outbreaks of herpes are dependent on tissue calcium levels. Now this is, this is Dr. Royal Lee's research from Standard Process that I used to listen to for fun when I was just totally learning every single product in the standard process line in the 90s and into the 2000s, just before I left standard process because we had a falling out over various reasons. Um, they were essentially accusing me of selling too much product and I had to be selling it like at some discount online somewhere. And I took great offense to that because <laughs> there was no proof and I wasn't doing it and as God is my witness. That was one of the reasons. Anyway, um, 
So tissue calcium levels are dependent on if you are one of the things that have a lot to do is if you're going to have a herpes outbreak. Simplex 1, simplex 2, herpes zoster. Okay. The herpes virus lives in the spinal ganglion of the spines. The, the uh, herpes simplex 1 will live in the uh, upper regions of that, in the like upper neck, those areas. And simplex 2 lives in the lower lumbar spinal nerve ganglia. And zoster can pretty much live anywhere in between. That's shingles. Um, if your tissue calcium in the soft tissue gets too low, it is one of the things that triggers and lets a herpes outbreak come out to play. Okay? Now, millions of people have herpes outbreaks. That's why I'm, I'm telling you about this because I, you know, it's a variable that you're going to have people that, that have it. And um, so I want, I want to put this information out there. What vitamin D3 does is it, when it's produced in the skin, it will take the calcium that's in the soft tissue and pull it into the bloodstream and it will thicken the bloodstream. Um, if you get too much, you get a heat stroke. And that's typically when you're really hot and you're out in the sun a lot and it's super hot like in Florida, like where I was at. And you can get real sluggish and actually pass out from the blood thickening too much from all the D and the, and the calcium being pulled into the bloodstream. The remedy for that is flax oil or standard process uses Cataflex F. I just use flax oil. Flax oil will take the, cal the tissue calcium that's in the bloodstream and pull it back into the soft tissue. So flax oil, like an organic flax oil, would be a good thing to be on if you were prone to herpes outbreaks whatever kind they were selenium is also a super good one because it's highly antiviral lysine the amino acid which is super cheap you can get that that's also another one you could be on which it's also very uh specific for herpes you could also do dmso the food the pharmaceutical grade and the essential oil melissa over the lower uh, wherever if it's if it's simplex one you could do it over the upper spinal area if it's simplex two over your lumbar area you're actually attacking the virus where it resides the reason it's just about impossible to cure is because where it resides these herpes viruses is in the spinal ganglion which have a very very poor blood supply and they're almost impossible to get to so as far as a cure goes I don't know of a cure for herpes uh, it's 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 harder to cure than than a stage four cancer because it's so incredibly hard to get to. Now I'm sure that maybe certain rife frequencies and things of this maybe there's certain frequencies that could eradicate it. And there's other ways that it could probably be done. I'm just telling you from what I know, it's 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 a it's a tough little sucker. Um, so these are some things, that you, but that you need to know about herpes. Okay, so. If you're doing a high dose of vitamin D3, what you might find is, wow, all of a sudden I'm having all these herpes outbreaks. Even though you're like, well, it's supposed to be good for your immune system. Well, it is, but again, it's that tissue calcium thing that I just told you about that's allowing the herpes virus to come out and play. What I just told you, there's hardly anybody knows what I just told you, unless they've studied Dr. Royal Lee's research. So some standard process doctors would know, okay? But 
it's not well known what I just told you. It's very, very, like, hardly anybody knows it. And it's important, though, to understand that if you have herpes and you take D3, you may see all of a sudden, wow, I can't stop the herpes outbreaks. That's why, the D3. And in that case, I really don't know what to tell you other than you could load up on the other things I mentioned to counteract it, and especially the flax oil, because the flax oil is a remedy for the D3. It's it's kind of, it, they counterbalance one another in the system. You could up your good calcium, calcium magnesium. You could take a little more selenium. You could take more lysine. You could up your um, colloidal. The only time I will use a 23 part per million uh, silver, I do have one in stock, is, is for the, uh, if I have a herpes case. Because the 23 part per million silver will, it has a better tendency to penetrate into the spinal ganglion where it lives. The Invive Silver is a larger molecule, and although it's way, way, way stronger, it can't get to where, it's the only time I'll use a 23 part per million silver. So that's it. It's, it's a small, it's, it's, it's more of a very much smaller size particle. That's the only time you'll see me use it. But you can use that as well. You can spray it right in the mouth. That's another way to beat down. So anyway, I just gave you a little mini seminar on that subject. I better get going because I'm going to be, I'm not going to get through all this. Stress, that's a certain condition, or hair loss during menopause, or you may develop an autoimmune disease, alopecia, and that can cause these patches of your hair to fall out. So if you can control the inflammation, you can control the disease. And vitamin D is probably one of the most potent anti-inflammatories or a natural anti-inflammatories and then we have your scalp of your hair if you're deficient in vitamin d you'll be more predisposed to getting psoriasis and even uh, eczema on your skin and so now let's just talk about the skin in general people that get acne are usually always low in vitamin d it can decrease inflammation on your skin it can help prevent vitiligo where you have um, this whitening or a lack of pigment uh, on your skin people with vitiligo are always deficient in vitamin D. If you're low in vitamin D, your risk for getting skin cancer like melanoma goes dramatically up. All right, now what about the sinuses? Yes, the sinuses all have receptors for vitamin D in them. And if you're deficient in vitamin D, you can have a stuffy nose, you can have sinusitis. And the reason why the vitamin D is in the nose is to protect you against viruses that are coming in through the nasal passages. And so we need vitamin D for the immune system, which is the next thing I want to talk about. The thymus gland, which is right on top of the heart, is the training camp for your T-cells. And uh, as you age, your thymus gland shrinks, and so does your immune system. So the thymus gland desperately needs vitamin D to help virtually every part of your immune system. Every part of the immune system has vitamin D receptors. So you have the B cells, the T cells. You have both the innate immune system, which you're born with, as well as the acquired immune system needs vitamin D as well. Vitamin D helps control the cytokine storm. It helps control certain autoimmune diseases developing. It helps control the self-attack, which is involved in autoimmune disorders. It's an immune modulator, so it helps buffer uh, an overreactive immune system. That's why it's good for allergies as well. And it also helps keep uh, viruses in check. It decreases the risk of getting viral infections. So as far as the immune system, vitamin D is the most important nutrient. Then we have the eyes, right? Um, if you're 
susceptible to getting cataracts, vitamin D can help slow down that process. Vitamin D deficiencies are associated with macular degeneration, glaucoma, and especially dry eyes. Now, as far as the thyroid, which is located right in on your neck right through here, about two and a half inches wide, the most common thyroid condition is Hashimoto's. Like 90% of all hypothyroid type conditions is, is autoimmune, it's Hashimoto's. And like I said before, vitamin D is the best natural remedy for any autoimmune problem at all because it drops inflammation. And if you didn't have inflammation, when you had any type of autoimmune disease, your complications, the side effects would be very minimal because the side effects occur because of this autoimmune, your body's attacking itself. So Hashimoto's and Graves' disease, both autoimmune, one's a hypo, one's a hyper problem with the thyroid, can greatly benefit from vitamin D. All right, what about the teeth? Well, if you're deficient in vitamin D, you're not gonna drive the calcium into the bone and your teeth are bone made from calcium. And so we need vitamin D to regulate that calcium. And so if you're deficient in vitamin D as a little child, or even when you're a baby inside your mother and you're deficient in this vitamin D, unfortunately you can develop all sorts of bone malformations later in life or even earlier in life as problems with um, the maxillary bone. So you have an overbite or an underbite or you have, um, you're gonna need braces because your teeth are crooked, or you might have missing teeth, but it doesn't just affect your teeth, it affects the entire skeletal system. Uh, you're more susceptible to getting scoliosis, which is in like an S-curve of your spine, or a hunchback, which is kyphosis, or an exaggerated low back curve, which is lordosis, or even flat feet or bowed legs, which is rickets. So without vitamin D, the bone is softer and it, it malforms. I mean, this can be devastating for a child, the way they look, their confidence. And then later in life, if they get surgery on their overbite or underbite, that's traumatic. I, I saw some videos recently on that and I, I had a hard time watching these videos of literally cutting into your, your bone and removing your face and repositioning and screwing things back in to make sure that the face is now symmetrical and the bite is correct. And not to mention wearing braces for years. So all of this can be majorly prevented if that mother gets enough vitamin D early on when she's pregnant, if she's breastfeeding. And so hopefully that child is getting enough vitamin D and other nutrients when they're developing. But you know, I had this interesting story with a patient. He was a medical doctor and he came in not by his own accord, but his wife pretty much forced him to come in because his symptom was hot flashes. And his wife got relief from hot flashes coming in to see me when I was in practice. So her husband had hot flashes uh, and he came in and uh, to get help. Now he was a medical doctor and what he did is delivered babies. And so I asked him about prenatals. I said, now do you recommend um, like a, a whole food prenatal or or what? Because he said, there is no difference between synthetic and natural. They're both the same. And I said, oh, okay, so where did you learn that? He said, well, in, in school, uh, this is what they taught us. I said, I said, is it possible that that information is not true? Is it possible that's false information? He goes, he started looking at it and he goes, well, 
I don't think they would teach us any false information. Oh, no. The medical schools would never, ever teach you false information. The prenatals they typically give at, at medical doctors are garbage. They're synthetic. They're indigestible at best. Or if you do absorb them, absorb them. they're the most toxic, um, coal tar-derived garbage supplements that you could feed you and the baby because ultimately that's going to go to the baby now i've had a protocol for um like the prenatals uh that i've recommended for a long time and i'll just go over this super quick because i'm just about out of time here um but basically what you want to try to get is some type of decent dose of um a good fish oil the the uh, vitamin uh, D3 and K2 and a good calcium magnesium and iodine okay all of these are essential for the child's IQ brain development skeletal development big time okay I've got now biotics and I've been meaning to bring these in for a long time but they're called prenatal packs 60 packs per container Two packs per day would eliminate the need of doing the other products I just mentioned because you're going to get be getting enough. Plus, it's got all the other uh, things you need in there. It's like a multivitamin, mineral, fish oils, the whole nine yards. It has the iodine. It has the D3, K2. It has the calcium, magnesium. It's all in there. Two packs a day, and you're going to have a much better um, pregnancy. You're going to have a much better delivery than you would have normally had. You're going to feel better. The baby's going to be most likely a super baby, especially if you don't get it vaccinated and you go the natural route. Um, midwife would be preferable. And um, little medical route is possible. Don't get the ultrasounds because they are horrible. I just did a teaching on fetal ultrasounds, how horrible they are for the baby. Uh, you can look that up. But you do this protocol and most likely, and I can't guarantee it, but I don't think I've ever had any negative feedback ever in all the years I've been recommending this protocol. And I love these these prenatal packs from Biotics because they simplify it so much. You just do one pack twice a day. If you can't afford that, I mean, at least one pack a day. You know, I'm just saying it's one of those things where you want to give the mother and the baby all the nutrition that it needs to develop because this is why women develop horrific side effects during pregnancy typically is because they're deficient in a lot of different things that their body's trying to pull to create a baby and it's not there to pull from. Okay, so let's go back to this. And I said, well, did you realize that the majority of synthetic vitamins out there are produced by pharmaceutical companies? Did you know that? He goes, no, I didn't know that. I said, and is it possible that the pharmaceutical companies could, I don't know, influence certain data that is taught <laughs> in medical school? Is it possible? He goes, uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. The average MD gets zero to three hours of, quote, nutritional training in their whole medical career. You would be better off going to your auto mechanic and asking him for nutritional advice than you would asking your typical MD, unless they've went and self-taught themselves. And even then, they're probably going to teach themselves about synthetic vitamins and there's no difference in version and just whatever. And that's a lie. That's a whole other education that they would have to do. And most of them aren't educated in that. I'm telling you right now, even the best MDs I've seen, it's like the, some of the forms of vitamins they recommend are just cringeworthy. 
Because I'm like, you're, you're, you're recommending a horrible form. Ascorbic acid, and you're not even differentiating? You know ascorbic acid is derived from GMO corn, genetically modified ascorbic acid? It's horrible. It's not vitamin C. And so that's just one thing. Possible. I said also the studies on antioxidants, um, they always use synthetic versions of an antioxidant. And the studies show that it increases risk for cancer taking antioxidants. But they, what they don't focus on is the type of antioxidant. Exactly. They're yeah. not using... Yeah, they use a garbage form and, and expect, you know, oh, well, see, this is garbage. This, these vitamins are bad. They're using garbage vitamins or antioxidants derived from coal tar or the cheapest sources or calcium carbonate which is like ground up rocks which takes your body 13 conversions in the body to convert to usable calcium which ends up being just total burden on the body and that's the type of calcium that will actually plaque your arteries up with the crappy horrible calcium and the accidents that are coming from food they're using the synthetic versions i mean here you are you get the study you read this data and you go oh antioxidants cause cancer i'm not going to recommend it <laughs> but they don't differentiate great. does it come from food or does it come from right. um a lab so eventually as we were talking i kind of got him to look at a new viewpoint with synthetics versus natural things and i i think it's i mean obviously foods if you can get these things from foods organic foods preferably that is ultimately the best way uh, but you're really going to have to do your homework. And the problem is, is you don't even know what the soils and the organic uh, foods are being grown out. I mean, if those soils are depleted, even on an organic farm, you're still not going to get the the stuff that you should be getting because the soils are depleted and the plant has to make itself from the soil. The most important uh, action for a woman who's pregnant to get the right nutrients because yeah. if you're just deficient in one vitamin, vitamin right. D, yeah. that child could end up with major skeletal malformations yeah. later in life. Absolutely. And it could be totally avoided by making sure that the diet is correct and making sure that those nutrients are high quality and not some synthetic prenatal that comes from petroleum. Yeah. So anyway, we eventually did help. Which is the coal tar. Flashes. And um, he started to recommend a higher quality uh, prenatal. But the teeth are highly influenced by vitamin D as well as calcium. And the thing is, is you can't get everything in one pill in a prenatal because you need fish oils. That's why these packs come. There's different, a whole bunch of different little pills and gel perils and stuff like that in the packs because they realize you can't just make one pill in there. So there's no one prenatal where you're going to get everything. It, it's impossible. You have to have the packs at bare minimum to do it. I remember even as a child growing up, I craved butter i could eat an entire pound of butter in one sitting little did i know uh, what was in that butter there was vitamin d in there but there was also vitamin k2 yes. and vitamin k2 works with vitamin d especially in the formation of the strength of your teeth and your bones and unfortunately i was living on sugar and didn't get my butter fix and i pretty much ended up with cavities in every single tooth in wow. my skull but it just goes to show you the importance of the right nutrition as you're developing. All right, now what about the lung? Is vitamin D... Okay, so again, with cavities, there's a big factor, D3K2. For the lung? Absolutely. Because you need to have the K2 with the D3. I'm going to get into that in a sec. Uh, asthma can be improved very quickly in a child 
if they're out in the sun right. playing. Yes. So vitamin D just helps open up the lungs and asthma. Yeah. It's, it's usually a little bit more involved with asthma than just D3K2, but it is a gigantic component. For uh, lung infections, pneumonia, bronchitis, any type of inflammatory condition in your lung, vitamin D should be at the top of the list. Also, vitamin D keeps viruses in remission and is awesome for things like COPD and even cancer of your lungs. All right, now let's shift to the muscles. I mean, muscles desperately need vitamin D. If you don't have enough vitamin D, your muscles are not going to recover after exercise. They're, you're gonna get muscle cramps. Why? Because vitamin D helps control calcium and calcium is involved in the contraction and relaxation of your muscles. And so it might not be an electrolyte that's causing your cramps, it could be the vitamin that helps you absorb one of these electrolytes. And you also need magnesium when you take vitamin D. They both work together. And magnesium is also very important in muscle physiology. So to get rid of achy muscles or cramping muscles or weak muscles, you need vitamin D. All right, now what about your adrenal glands? I mean, the main hormone on the out outer portion of your adrenal glands, which is called the cortex, is cortisol. And cortisol works very similar to vitamin D. They both are powerful anti-inflammatories. They both help your immune system. And if you have high levels of cortisol, you're going to also need more vitamin D. So vitamin D is very, very important in the adrenal glands and helping the adrenal glands to work. If you have high levels of cortisol, um, you're going to lose vitamin D and the demand for vitamin D goes straight up and vertical. All right. Now, what about the pancreas? Yes, especially the cells that make insulin, called the islets of Langerham. These beta cells um, require vitamin D to make insulin. And if you have an autoimmune disease, like in type 1 diabetes, it could have been set up or your body can be very susceptible to getting that condition if you're low in vitamin D. And if you have the condition, vitamin D is very, very important in keeping inflammation as low as possible. Now, what about the heart? A huge association between coronary heart disease and low vitamin D. Vitamin D helps keep the inflammation low inside your coronary arteries. Also, the topic on high blood pressure. Vitamin D is one of the best things to drop blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, I will guarantee you're low in vitamin D. And so that's one of the big benefits from taking vitamin D is just to help you lower your blood pressure, which can then have effects on helping decrease your risk of getting a stroke and also can decrease your risk of having other problems with the kidney and with the heart. All right, now what about your liver? Well, without vitamin D, uh, your risk for insulin resistance goes higher and so many people have insulin resistance. Vitamin D helps insulin in absorbing other nutrients as well, especially calcium. There's a high association with low vitamin D when you have a fatty liver, and there's definitely a high association if you have a if you have inflammation in your liver as in hepatitis with low vitamin D. So if you have inflammation in any organ, especially the liver, you need to be taking more vitamin D. Now with a kidney, um, you're more susceptible to getting stones if you're low in vitamin D, and the kidney is one of the last uh, stops uh, for vitamin D in its conversion. So if you have any kidney damage, you're not going to be able to convert vitamin D as well. But realize that all of your cells have the capacity to convert into the active form of vitamin D. But the kidney plays a big part in this conversion of making the inactive into the active form 
of vitamin D. So many people have irritable bowel syndrome, they have ulcerative colitis, they have Crohn's and diverticulitis. Any inflammation in the gut can be greatly improved with vitamin D. And if that inflammation continues, it creates leaky gut. So there's gaps in the uh, intestine and then you start developing autoimmune diseases, allergies, and all sorts of sensitivities to certain things, both food and environmental. If you're low in vitamin D, your prostate could enlarge. You can have problems with the uh, ovaries and the testicle. The other real great thing about vitamin D, it can help your joints. Whether you have stiffness, pain, inflammation, you need vitamin D because vitamin D is a natural anti-inflammatory. It gets rid of pain. And it's especially important in all the itises like arthritis, both rheumatoid and osteo. And of course, I initially mentioned the importance of vitamin D in bone health, but if you're deficient in vitamin D, you can have uh, osteomalacia, which is a softening of the bone. That's where the bones can start to malform, especially early on in life. Then osteopenia, which is kind of like a pre-osteoporosis. And then actual osteoporosis, where the bones are becoming very, very thinned and they're losing the density. And so one indication to know that you are deficient in vitamin D is just to press on your sternum, okay, your breastbone here, or on your shin. And if you have pain, that's a good way to know you are deficient because lacking vitamin D causes bone pain, and especially pain in your lower back. Even myself, I remember last uh, winter, boy, I had some low back pain, and then I, I, I remembered about vitamin D, and I started taking vitamin D, and it was completely gone within probably two hours. So I hope you now understand the importance of vitamin D for virtually every part of your body. But I also now want to introduce you to vitamin K2, which is also needed when you're taking vitamin D3. Yes, exactly. I put that video right here. Check it out. Okay, that's what we're going to look at next. K2, you really need them both together. The products, the primary ones, I'm going to go over to the ones I do carry. I have the the active form K1, K2, plus the right form of K2, which is like the methylclone 7 version. That's the one I carry from Biotics. That's the one I like the best because it's also in an enzymatic food base. And they have a liquid. I'm going to go over that in a, a second. You really need them together. Now, this should really be done in concert. A way you can cover a ton of bases, guys, is just take a really good multivitamin. Um, I, I like the ones from Biotics because they're in an in, in enzymatic food base. There's ones for women and men and premenopause postmenopause the whole nine yards i've got those vitamins if you are interested that is a way you can cover a ton of bases um just like a pregnant woman needs to be on a prenatal which is like a ideal multivitamin for a pregnant woman if you just cover your bases with a really good multivitamin um that is the way that you can cover a ton of bases and you can then ascertain okay i still have this and this and this going on and then maybe you determine okay i, I need to take some extra vitamin d3 um that type of thing i do carry intramax and intrakid which are the two liquids they're they're expensive but there's like 415 things in intramax that's liquid highly absorbable but it's expensive it's like 85 bucks a bottle the intrakid's a little bit less 
And then I have, um, as far as the really good ones I carry, Equifem, which is a general female multi, as well as those having menopausal or perimenopausal, such as hot flashes. But it's it's a good general female multivitamin. It comes in a 126 count and a 252 count. These are from Biotics, and they're in enzymatic food bases. And then I also have BioMulti Plus, which is just my general multivitamin for men and women. As far as cost-effective, it's it's a lot cheaper than the Intramax and... Um, it's more economical in that regard. Very, very good though. And then for those that want an iron-free version, I have the multi Bio Multi Plus iron-free. So those are the main ones I have um, that I really promote. That I feel I got a couple other ones uh, for kids and for women. It's the Mega Food Women's Soft Chew for kids. But there, it's that is really the only time I would do that is if you had somebody they won't swallow pills. They want a gummy, and this is all they're going to take. Well, it's it's not as good as what I just listed, but I would rather see them on that than nothing. Okay, so I, those are the ones that I have, just real quick. All right, let's, let's view this video on K2. So today I'm going to talk about vitamin K2 and some of the functions that go way beyond just dealing with bone formation. When we talk about vitamin K2, most people associate that with making your bones more solid and also removing the soft tissue calcium from the joints or the arteries and then driving that into the bone and vitamin k2 works with vitamin d but vitamin k2 does a lot more as far as the function of bone goes we might think it's just a structural scaffolding to hold everything together but bone not only uh, provides a structural function but it's vital in making immune cells a lot of your immune cells originate from the bone marrow, but there's another interesting function. Your bone acts as an endocrine gland. It makes a hormone called osteocalcin. It has to do with a hormone that can affect your blood sugars. And it just so happens that vitamin K2 triggers this hormone. So vitamin K2 has the capacity of improving insulin resistance. And when I say improving insulin resistance, I'm not talking about worsening insulin resistance. I'm talking about making it better because vitamin K2 can increase insulin sensitivity. And there's so many people on this planet right now that have a problem with insulin resistance without being aware of it. So vitamin K2 can help stabilize your blood sugars and increase the output, the production of insulin from your pancreas. And remember, the K2 and the D3 should be taken together. But it does other things as well. It has the capacity to suppress inflammation. Vitamin K2 is an anti-inflammatory vitamin. We know vitamin D is anti-inflammatory, but vitamin K2 can also help as well. Now, number four, vitamin K2 can decrease fat accumulation. Why? Because it helps to balance insulin. All right, number five, vitamin K2 can also increase the capacity of energy in your mitochondria when you exercise. Now, I have some personal experience on this one right here. When I take vitamin K2 30 minutes before I go on a bike ride, I have much better endurance, especially going up hills. And number six, it can even increase testosterone. Now, realize if you're female, it's not going to increase testosterone beyond your normal levels, okay? So it's just gonna help balance right. 
testosterone. Now let's talk about the foods that are high in vitamin K2. NATO, which is fermented soybeans. Yeah, and that's where they get natokinase from, the enzyme. That's why they call it natto, or he calls it NATO, but it's natto. Butter, if it's grass-fed. Yolk, as in egg yolk. Goose liver. Pepperoni, of course, without the nitrates. Salami, without the nitrates. Sausage, sauerkraut, and certain cheeses, like Munster cheese, Gouda, Brie. Another one being Edam and hard cheese. The key is grass-fed cheese. Now, if you look at some of these foods like NATO and sauerkraut, K2 is made by a bacteria. It's part of the fermentation process. Now, if you look at some of these other ones, they're either coming from an animal fat or milk or an egg. But the animal originally ate grass, which has a lot of vitamin K1, and then converts it to K2 as a fat-soluble vitamin, and it gets stored in the fat. For more information about K2, check out this video right here. Okay, and you can click on that. I'm not going to have time to play any more on that today. I'm I'm just about out of time here. So, um, Okay, so what I did is I posted a whole bunch of other videos. You can... Uh, they're links, but they're they're links to videos, and I'm just going to rapid fire read off the titles. Um, why does vitamin D3 lower blood pressure? Then hypertension, K2 and D3 testimonial. Then Naomi Wolf interviewed by Steve Bannon on the War Room on the emerging strong evidence of hundreds of thousands of Americans are suffering from hypertension due to the COVID jab, devastating implications, and I think that relates something to vitamin D3. Uh, then. Dr. Rhonda Patrick goes in depth on the benefits of D. Now, when they say D, you really want to say D3. That's the active form. That's what you want. Then, lose belly fat. How vitamin D3 burns fat, weight loss, and your thyroid. Then, vitamin D deficiency and body fat, new links in fat, cell health, and metabolism. Then, 10 most common symptoms of vitamin D deficiency in adults. So, if you want to see how many of those you might have, or if, if any. How to increase your vitamin D absorption. Then, vitamin D and brain health. How D3 affects mood. Then, symptoms and causes of D3 deficiency explained. Then, this one, vitamin D3 and reversing Crohn's. Like Crohn's disease ebook by Dr. Joel Gould. Um, the doctor writing this is a Darwin-loving evolutionist, but the core information is good. He had Crohn's and was totally healed, evidently, just through D3 and the other things he mentioned in the book. Then, um, my vitamin D deficiency, a three-month update, just a testimonial. Then the vitamin D sweet spot in its relationship to aging. I've watched all these videos, so you know that's why I'm putting them in here. Then vitamin K2 goes beyond bone health. Then exposing the links between calcium, K2, and plaque buildup in the blood vessels. Now remember, in this one, this doc is talking about calcium, and he's not differentiating, so I know he's talking about calcium carbonate, which is garbage. Okay, so he doesn't differentiate, but there is still some good information in there. And because form is everything, and the form of the vitamins you're taking is everything. Now, my uh, D3K2 products, um, I've got four. I got a da- the Da Vinci Lab, it has A, vitamin A, D, and K, 60 cap, if you want the A in there, which would be more for, A is really good for lung too. The one, the, my best values are the Bio DK caps, in the bio DK emulsion. That's a new one I've brought in. They're both biotics. They're both in an enzymatic. Well, 
the one is in a olive oil base, which is really good because it's fat soluble. Okay, the other one is is more of an enzymatic food base, the bio DK caps. But the bio DK emulsion is by far my best value because one bottle of this has 150 servings and it's only a one ounce bottle. But five drops equals the equivalent of a 5,000 international unit dose. Now it doesn't, on the label it says 125 micrograms. I got that they weren't putting the 5,000 international units on the bio DK. I had to call them and tell them to do it. They did it. Now I ordered this recently and they don't have the 5,000 units on this one either. It is, it's 5,000 international units, which is like your, your therapeutic dose. So five drops a day, you're getting a therapeutic dose. It's 150 servings per like little one ounce bottle here. Okay, so it's there's 2.5 times the vitamin D3, K1 and K2, it has both of, of K1 and K2, the, the, the good versions, in one of these little bottles as there is even in their biotics dk capsules okay which are the ones i've been selling for a long time and i still carry them this by far though this liquid is the best value and it's actually i think like five dollars cheaper i think it's like 30 let me just look real quick yeah the emulsion is 30 which is the one ounce bottle 150 servings of vitamin d3 k1 k2 as opposed to the bio dk caps which is a 60 count, which would be 60 servings, and that one's $5 more. So you're getting 2.5 times the D3, K1 and K2 in one little one ounce bottle, 150 servings, and it's $5 cheaper. Okay, so if you're on a budget, this would be the one I would recommend. Okay, and I brought it in for that exact reason because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to save people money whenever I can. Um, so 30 bucks on the one ounce bottle there. And then I also still carry the innate D3 5,000 IUs. It's also a, it's also a D3 and a K2 and that's 34. So, um, all right, let me just see. I think I'm about done here and I'm it's good because I'm totally out of time. Um, and it upregulates the immune system as well. Uh, these links I post here are for informational purposes only. To order you can contact me at this and you can't not to say you can't find these online but when you order from us you do support the ministry and um i give my email address here and then also some other teachings i've done on d3 from past studies all right and then i also like i told you i'm giving you my recommended protocol for covid19 and the shedding from the covid vax i went over this earlier just cliff note version of the topics but it's all here again this is going to be about a 45 page pdf for today but really super mega important stuff regarding your immune system i mean i don't care if we got hit with marburg ebola or whatever this is going to apply it may not all apply equally but i'm telling you this is going to apply this information on a lot of the stuff that we're going to be facing in the future so god bless you and i'm not sure 100 percent if i'll be doing an audio next week or newsletter i don't know but lord willing we will see you in the next audio thank you so much